and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. Welcome back to part two of this great story. But forget that one, I'll get on to another one. But when I was younger, we used to catch grass snakes and adders and catch them and sell them to the pet shop. And I was about 10. And we was down at the railway line. We used to walk through this great big tunnel, which was a mile long. And it went off to in from Ore Station. It went all the way through to Icklesham um, at, at Dolan Hall. And we used to walk through it on Saturday morning sometimes because we used to go bird egging. Anyway, there was a live rail before, which we I didn't know what it was, and, and there was a live rail, and we was all like nobody ever touched it. And I don't know for the love of me how my friend actually ever knew this that he was he was about eleven or ten, Steve Mepplin, and he jumped up onto this live rail with both of his feet. Nothing happened, and jumped back off. And then, as I to call him in the book, the destroyer started whispering in my ear go and go on paul go and touch that rail go and show how how brave you are to your friends it will all be all right it won't hurt you and and then this it seemed like you know i was being beckoned towards this thing so i went over to this live rail and i went like that on it <laughs> and he, said, he said not like that grab it harder and i grabbed it Wow. I've never known anything like it, Brendan. <laughs> it was like a sledgehammer whacking me straight in the chest. I, I just got, I jumped up and I ran and ran and ran and ran until I got to my mother and I grabbed hold of her in Quantock Gardens in the flats. And, and, and I never said a dicky bird. She said, what's happened to you? You look like you've just seen a ghost or something. I couldn't speak. I was in such, I was terrified. Anyway, I asked this. I went to school on the Saturday, on the Monday morning. This was on the Saturday, and I said to the, because I was quite a little shrewd even back then. I said to the station master, I said, "What that electric rail down there?" I said, "What would happen if you touched it?" He said, "Don't you ever get near that." He said, "He said there's 750 volts going through that and 30,000 amps. Now you behave yourself and don't you get near that rail. 750 wow. volts and 30,000 amps. Wow. And that was." And that was another time that the, the Lord, he stopped me from dying. That's two um, stories there, of uh, like, like two sides of a coin. You've got one side with, with, uh, with an angel looking after you, and the other side with, you, you, you referred to him as the destroyer, tempting you to, to do something that is going to harm you. That, to me, says that God had a plan for you and uh, and 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 that's spiritual warfare going on there before you even stepped in to to accepting Jesus into your life yeah. <laughs> which is incredible uh yeah, your book is called knocking out my demons knocking out my demons and I'm still yeah. knocking them out <laughs> if, it, yeah. if, if it's got stories like that in it then people need to read your book don't they there's, so. there's, there's, there's three others that were extra you, just amazing to be honest i've got to read your book i've got i haven't read it i need I, to read I, it i'm gonna get you i'm gonna send one up for you actually but let's 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 go fast forward because uh you were eventually you were accused of murder 
Uh, you were arrested for possession, possession of a shotgun. Uh, you ended up in prison in Wormwood Scrubs. Just yeah. dip, in, dip into some of that a moment. Well, uh, well, what happened there then? I mean, that was it, yeah. Um, after my skullduggerous activities, I, I, on, on most Saturdays, I had a nice friend of mine, Mark, and, and his girlfriend used to live up in Hollington. And I used to like going after the club shut. I used to go up there, get in the camera, used to sit there smoking weed and stuff like that. A, a day or two, a week, uh, no, a week before, the way the story goes is that I was standing in a pub in the beer engine, and, and, and these two officers, one either side of me, came in and they said, I've got to have a little talk to you, Paul. I said, oh, that's uh, that's interesting. What do you want to talk about? They said, well, the, the murder of Bobby Jones in the park. I said, well, I don't know Bobby Jones. I said, they said, we, no, we just want to sit and talk to you. I said, well, I've got to get a pint. He said, no, he said, let us get that. Let's go and sit in the window. So I had a big ounce of um, weed on me at the time. So I, I just, I've just got popped in the toilet. So I popped in the toilet and I thought I'll put that in the uh, in, in in the system so I'll get it when I get back. Little did know. Uh, I, and there, there I went. Off we went into the police car after we'd finished our beers. And now on the way up to the police station, he said, he said, do you smoke weed, Paul? I said, uh, well, I have on occasions when I've been off to Amsterdam. I said, but everybody does that. He said, he said, yeah, 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 that's that's right, mate. And then I realised that I wouldn't, I didn't put the actual bag of weed up in the system. I put a bag of jelly babies up there because I, I I'm fetish with jelly babies. So I had this bag of jelly. And as we got to the police station, I, I said, can I go to the toilet, please, officer? Before we, I said that beer's going right through me. He said, you better get hurry up then, Paul, because we've got a lot to do. Anyway, so I, I stuffed this um, weed down me, me, me track two bombs and walked out and he's following me and it, it trickled down my leg and hit the floor, a big ounce of weed. And he went, "Put pick that up and put it in your pocket. This is a murder inquiry. So that's how it all started. Then they, they, they questioned me a bit and then they took me down, dropped me back off and I told the story to the lads, which was a, a lovely story. Anyway, a week later, I was in my mate's house. The doors come smashing in at six o'clock in the morning. Armed police, you're arresting you on suspicion of murder. Paul Huggins, stand up. And I went, I murdered nobody. Mark. And he was upstairs. He'd come rushing down. There was a house full of police and that. And I said, tell them everything you know. I ain't no murderer. Anyway, they locked me up in the Hastings police station and they took me over to Bexhill's police station. And uh, how it happened that I was arrested for suspicion of murder, because when I was walking home from Mark's a week, that, the week before, I decided to have a dump in the, in the hedge. And I had a dump. And, and, and with another arrest I had for two ounces of cannabis, which I used for PD, I had, it was a, I had a bowel sheet, which, I, which was in my pocket, and I didn't have anything else to wipe my backside. So I wiped my backside with this bowel sheet in the hedge, and, and that's where this bowel sheet was. So they put two and two together and thought, because um, the murder was either two or three days before that, or two or three days after, uh, and they obviously found that when they was doing their search of the area when the, where they found the murdered body. So they said, right, do you know where that bell sheet is? I said, yes. Yeah. So I went down the park, handcuffed, 
and um, pointed them to the hedge. And I said, there it was in there. I said, and that's where my dump is. I said, dig it up and fight and take it and have it examined by a specialist. I said, because that's where it was. And by the way, I said, I saw my pal with his dog, don't forget, so go and talk to him because he, he had his Staffordshire Bull Terrier and he was walking his dead dog at six in the morning. So anyway, they went round my house, searched it and found a loaded sawn off double barrel shotgun. Wow. So, and that's like what I got a lot, a lot, lot. And that day, I just tell a quick briefly story. Uh, I, I, they, my barrister said, you're going to get between four and seven years for this, Paul. Um, this Judge Brown don't like guns. So I'm sort of sitting down in the, the holding cells underneath Lewis Magic, uh, Crown Court and uh, send them down Brown gave me 25, send them down Brown gave me 15, send them down Brown everywhere it was. And I, I got on my knees to a God I didn't know and I started praying. I said, Lord Jesus, Lord God, whoever you are, I said, there's all these things that you've been doing to me in the past and I don't know if it's you or whatever it is, but I've had so many near-death experiences and I certainly don't want to go away. And I started crying. I don't want to go away for all this time. I'm not a bad person, surely. I know I'm a bit of this, that, and the other. But please, please help me. Anyway, the door, the bang, bang, bang. Off you go. Up you go. And we stood, stood in front of Judge Brown there. And um, he said, stand up, Huggins. And, and he started going through all me, 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 me previous page after page. And he said, I don't know what it is, Huggins. But something's telling me about you. And, and I, he pointed his finger at me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you nine months. I went, God <laughs> bless you, Your Honour. <laughs> I sitting there like a gobsmack. Couldn't handle it. Couldn't believe it. I, you know, there I went in my silk suit and my fob, gold watch fob and my dark glasses and my, 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 my brogue shoes. Off to, hospital, off, to, off to prison, around the corner, which was prison thing, and everybody was saying, you couldn't have... How did Judge Brown only give you nine months? I said, I don't know. I said, because <laughs> I, I prayed to God. I said, I prayed to God, and God must have answered my prayers. Yeah. I said, but I want a Bible, I said. And God, I said, chaplain, please give me one of them Bibles. And that was the start. <laughs> well, that was... That, uh, was, that, was that, that prayer was virtually answered, wasn't it? I mean, it you, went, you went... You went to prison, but it was us. But God wanted me in that prison. Oh well, yeah. If I weren't going to go to that prison, I would have continued running around doing what I was doing. Right. So it broke the the circle, the habits. It broke that broke. circle. Yeah, yeah. And it was later on you went to Asia. You found well, Jesus. Yeah. Well, what happened was, I mean, I don't know if we're running out of time. But and when I read when I read this Bible, I thought I was being shipped around from pillar to post because the police were just shipping me around. I, I went to four different prisons in a matter of like four, three or four months, and, and I'm sure they was all listening and everything else on because they can on the phone because I didn't do this murder, you know. But as I was reading Worman Scrubs, one of the prisons I was with in, I started reading through this Bible and I said like through the Book of John and. and you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the power except by me. No one can get into the kingdom of God unless you are born again. Your sins will be washed as clean and white as snow. Confess your sins and you will be forgiven. I, I am your Lord. And I, I just, and I went, 
Come into my life, Lord. Come into my life. You've been doing something to me all these years, and I'm still alive, and I can't believe it, and all those these stories I've got. But please show me. Show me who you are. Show me who you are. I believe this is true, this book. And all of a sudden, in the prison cell, there's a guy doing 11 years sitting underneath the bottom bunk, and he's reading his book. And there was a record playing, If God Had a Name, One of Us on the Bus by Joan Elstorm. And, I, I, and, I, and all of a sudden, it was like the Holy Spirit. He come into my, he opened me up, he opened my eyes. And it was like that to the saying, you, you see the light. And I see it. I see the Lord Jesus Christ. And I started crying like a baby. And, right. and, 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 and he said to me, what's going on? What's the matter with you? I said, I've just met Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and he went, you're off your head, didn't you? I said, no, honestly, I've just met Jesus. I, I started, I went like that on the bank, bang on the door. And, 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 and next thing you know, there was some of the police, uh, the, the officer standing there. I said, I've just met Jesus. And, and I said, I want to go to church. I want to see the, I'm born again. I said, I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> And, and, and the pastor, the preacher, the pastor, the uh, chaplain was made up with it. And, and then I came out of prison because there's no gate arrest. And, and then I decided that the Lord talked to me again on the way home and I had my little boy with me. I said, what am I going to do, Lord? What am I going to do with my life now? And, 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 he, and he said, he said, I want you to go to a printer along, where was it? St. Leonard's in London Road. Go to the printers and you're going to start a magazine. I said, I don't know nothing about magazine. He said, I know everything about magazines. You just get <laughs> along there on, Mon on Monday morning. And I took my lad and, and, and I thought, am I going mad or what? Anyway, I went along there, knocked on the door Monday morning. I said, he said, hello, Paul. He's still boxing. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm retired now. I've just come along here to talk to uh, the owner. He said, oh, Peter, but I said, that's him. I said, I want to talk to him, please. He said, I'll go and get him for you. And he come down and he said, what can I do for you, Paul? Lovely to meet you. And I said, I've got to tell you, I said, I, um, I was talking to God on Friday and he told me to come along here and tell me, and he said to me that you're going to help me publish a magazine. He said, really? I said, honestly. He said, I'm just going to go and get my wife. I went, oh, no, they're going to come back with white coats and everything. They think, <laughs> I'm, really, they think I'm nuts. Next thing you know, his wife's going, Sue, she said, what's happened? Are you a Christian now then, Paul? I said, yes, I am. I'm proud of it. She said, so are we. What can we do to help you? Wow. I, stayed, I stayed with that company for 13 years, printing wow. a magazine. And what was the magazine? The Entertainer. Okay. And, I, and, 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 and it just got me. And, and it was so good. It was creative. And yeah. I went around all these people like in Hastings, and they all knew me businesses and everything i said i'm starting a magazine it's going to be called the entertainer and and i need you to advertise in it i'm going to advertise your business it's going to have it's going to have artwork in there it's going to have cheap lovely stories about history the tie table uh, all sorts of other things i'm going to have and i had different writers writing for me it was uh, who didn't want any paying for it they just liked it because it was a lovely magazine 65 pages there was in there at some time wow. and it, uh, and, and it was a lovely magazine, and um, and that's where that's what that that's that drew me into the creativity of writing things. I believe yeah. in the end. It's amazing how you you can come out of so much darkness, hurt, and pain, and brokenness, and God picks yeah. us up 
from that pit. He poured, the Bible says he, he lifts us out of the mire, yeah. uh, out of the clay, and, and he well, puts us on our feet. It really is. Out of the mire, it was, what, it, like, it was like that. It was like I was being taken out of all that filth I was in, all that drunkenness, all that violence, all that drug taking, everything that, that I, was, I was in, and it was in, I was stuck in it, and it cracked me and there was no honour amongst anybody, amongst these or nothing. And then somebody knocked on my door and I was out and he said, he said, do you want, Paul, we've got hundreds of thousands of pounds to earn. Let's go. We've got shipments of cocaine coming. I said, no way. I said, I ain't doing all, none of that rubbish no more. He said, what's happened to you? I said, I've met Jesus. The man went away confused. And I said, come to church with me. Uh, yeah. And I won't mention his name, but he's in the book, and he got shot six times. He, he survived it. Wow! People I mean, need to people need to read your book, "Knocking Out My Demons." It's called. It's, ve- it's available on Amazon as well, isn't it? And yeah, you can look yeah. it up on Google it, and you'll yeah. get it on Amazon. So I mean, uh, you also are. We mentioned the president and founder of Missionary Seed. Let's just yeah, that, what a wonderful thing that was. Now. I went to India. Oh, this was a funny story. I mean, like uh, I'm sitting in, I've gone to watch this Indian chap, and he came to church, and like uh, I was in a, a Duke Road church, Chris Sears's church, and this Indian chap, he came and, and he started showing us all these pictures, uh, and and all these Dalit children and the suffering that was going through, and the, and and it was all in Arissa when they was getting killed and. Like the Christians were getting murdered, you know, the children and parents and these children and all the rest of it were the orphans and everything. And I really, really sort of, it was devastating. And, and, and I just sat there thinking, and the Lord sort of spoke to me, whispered to me like he does, you know, go over there and see, and see what you can do with those kids. I thought, yeah. And I went, and some woman come up to me, she said, I don't, you don't know me from Adam, she said. And she, she, said, and she said, but God told me that you should go over to India. I said, well, that's what he just said to me. So that, that, that was my confirmation. Yeah. So after I went down to, to the uh, doctors to get me yellow fever jabs and stuff. And, and, <laughs> and when I got onto the internet and I thought, well, look, let me look up some pastors or whatever. And, and, and it was a guy called Dilip and another one called Dilip. There's loads of Dilips. And, and, yeah. So he took the blood test and he went, rang me up and he said, Paul, I've got to tell you, you've got to come into the office quickly. I went into the office. He said, you've got, I've got to tell you some bad news. I said, what's that, doctor? He said, you've got terminal prostate cancer. This is in 2009, mine. Terminal prostate cancer, you've got three to five years to live. I said, well, I'm going to India. He said, you can't go to India. They won't help you over in there. I said, I've booked my ticket for three months. I said, I've got to now. He said, well, you, what do you mean you've got to, you, you, you've got three to five and you've got to have treat? I said, well, I think God's going to heal me. And he went, he just couldn't believe it. He just sank there. <laughs> and I went, so off I've gone. And I, and I arranged to meet some guy called Ratan Babu. And, the, and, 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 and he said, you'll recognise me because I've got a bunch of flowers when you get off the plane. So I landed at New Delhi. I got off there and there's about a thousand people waiting and 500 of them have got flowers. So I thought, oh. <laughs> but there is, I was the only white bloke on the plane. So he comes straight up to me, I'm to lip. I said, fantastic. 
So we got on this train the, the next day. We stayed in this bit, uh, this motel, whatever it was, and the little soirée, a few prayers and stuff. And I spent three months over in in, in India. And um, I, I, I promised when I go back to England, I said I'm going to raise some money and get you some Bibles and this and the other, which I did. And and um, and I, I, I started a, an organisation off called Missionary Seed. And and uh, it's still going, and um, it, it now it, it, it's um, in the Philippines because I met a beautiful young wife, my Filipino wife, who's been married to for six years, and and, and a lawyer for eighteen years she was, uh, and uh, and we um, we we get little kids from two thousand sixteen, and and there's now some of them are going to college out of the slum areas. Some of them are going to college now and, and they're getting and earning a living and they're being taught Christian values as well. This That's is amazing. Why some of them have become born again Christians. Wow. And, what a story. And they still do that on a monthly basis. It's wonderful. What, you know? what an incredible story. I can hear my cat shouting out, saying, what are you doing? <laughs> but that's an incredible story, Paul. Oh, wow. Yeah. How can people find out about you more? You haven't got a website, have you? No, you... not yet. But you can go on to uh, Facebook. Yeah. And, and, and you can look up my page, which is Paul Huggins. But on the page, it's got a big boxing glove and it's it's got Jesus One. <laughs> I've so, seen it. <laughs> he won. And, and also, we just, my wife, bless her heart, she's very clever. She, uh, Done all this thing yesterday, and then um, we've got a, a website called Knocking Out My Demons. Yeah, and and there's a button on there which is great because it's got order here, and you can push this button and it goes straight to the publisher. My my, who I've recently started having some good soirees with uh, Chris Powell, uh, and he it's Verity Printers uh, of which is not too far away, about about an hour and a half. I mean, sorry, three quarters of an hour drive. And um, and it goes straight to their website. But you can get in touch with me. You can you can you can friend me on Facebook, and I'd be delighted to to talk with people, you know, and 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 share whatever it is. But, but the, web- the, the good thing is about this cancer. About two thousand and nine, I mean, two. I went down. I went over and stayed over in Malta. There's another nice story, but I'll tell you other lots of lovely stories in that book. Uh, of redemption and transformation and and i went to the doctor and uh, i thought all right you know i was living in Malta for a while as a missionary and then oh yeah a doctor come back and he said i can't believe it. he said there's not one trace of cancer in your body wow <laughs> we we worship the god who heals amazing eh? Yeah. although he did go through a surgery but that's another story that you, yeah. you and that's an amazing story to be honest with you how the oh. devil was shouting and cheering at me, saying, where's your God now? But he, he, I'd say, away from me, the nurse said, are you going mad? Are you hallucinating? Come and get back into bed. We have, we, we have run out of time, Paul. So, um, have we? Yeah, this, this episode is just so full of action-packed stuff, though. There's so, such good stuff in this. Uh, so, yeah. yes, it may be a long episode, but it's a it's a it's full of goodies and uh, i just want to pray for you and you know whatever god is leading you into uh, in the yeah, future our kids club. don't forget our kids club that we're just about kids to club. On, the, 
on the 21st of February, we've got our first kids club and all the parents over Broomgrove Estate have wow. just signed the, um, the agreement and the, and the fingerboard form, the safeguarding forms, and we're going to start teaching and preaching and, and we're getting involved with Scripture Union and we're going to get these kids, these delinquent kids, into understanding and planted the seed because the seed is still being planted, Brendan. The seed is still being planted and it's called Team Seed. Together, everyone achieves more when we support, educate, equip and develop ourselves and each other. And that's what we're going to do with the little kids on Broomgrove Estate, starting from the 25th of February. That's amazing. Lord, I thank you for, for all of the the work that Paul is doing, Lord, and you've you've lifted him up and you and you've you've made him into your tool, your instrument. And, yes, and, thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and you are using him. And I just thank you, Lord, for the way that you are using him, that his story changes lives. The work that he is doing is changing lives, that's impacting lives. And Lord, I just pray that everybody that he comes into contact with will see you in him lord that yes, you will shine out of everything that he does lord that um lord he's so forward in saying i'm a christian and telling people that but lord i pray that it will be the case that they won't even have to ask that they will see jesus in him and, and uh, lord i just pray now that you will bless all of what he does and uh, just allow fruit to come out of it in your name jesus amen Thank you for listening to the Creative Christians Chat Show. It's been great having you here with me today. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I'm Brendan Conboy and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee if you like to support me and my creative work. Follow me also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. For now though... God bless and goodbye.